What is going on? President Biden abandoned those in Afghanistan, left billions of dollars worth of our weaponry in the country, possibly 600,000 assault rifles, 2,000 armored vehicles, and 40 aircraft, including Black Hawk helicopters. Now here in the state of Washington, you need to get the shot to keep your job if you work for healthcare or any of the first line responders. And if there's a gathering of 500 or more people outdoors in Washington state, you must wear a mask. What is happening to our nation? Today, it's really with the heavy heart that I give this podcast. It's a hard time in our nation, here in our state. I personally know three people who are about to lose their jobs because they refuse to get the gene therapy injection, the the mRNA shot, and they are being interviewed by their bosses because they're going for a religious exemption, and now their bosses are interviewing them about their religious exemption. It's crazy. Our nation is crumbling around us, and what can we do about it? So I thought I would talk about the freedom of speech because that is really being muzzled in this cancel culture where people are being canceled on social media. If you say anything objectionable, people don't like it. People try to be silence others for saying something that's disagreeable. On college campuses, you can't object to anything that's not hard leftist line thinking It's crazy. And critical race theory is being taught in the public schools. I talked about in podcast number 12 for that. I talked about the critical race theory and what is it? It's basically Marxism renamed. But really what's going on here in our nation is the freedom of speech. And that's the heart of what is going on in our country today. And there's a war on freedom and liberty going on right now in America. And this war is being fought with words. You know, words are really important, and the definition of those words are really important, and that's why the left has tried to change the narrative, change the meaning of the words that are that they are using to try and fool us and to trick us into believing that what's going on isn't really that bad and that we're the crazy ones, that we're the ones that not understanding the full picture and what's really going on here. And I talk about this strategy of the left called gaslighting in podcast number 14, where the left is trying to erase our freedoms and liberties. And they do this by gaslighting us, which is to change the definitions of words and to say, no, no, what you're hearing isn't what you're really hearing. You're the crazy one. You're the one not really understanding the full situation that's going on. It's really in your head. And it keeps a people group or it keeps a person, it keeps a people group kind of off balance in a fog and not really being able to clearly focus on what's going on. And this tyrannical government that they are shoving down our throats here, especially in the state of Washington, is the government that our founders warned us about and why our constitution was says what it says, why our constitution was written. And in the constitution, they tried to separate out this power that a government can hold over a people into three equal branches of government. So you wouldn't give any one person or any one branch of government too much power. And that's why the founders had this in mind, because they had seen this tyranny happen from the lands that they came from. And I think, you know, it's really important that in order to defend a nation or defend a person or defend someone else, 
you have to know them. You have to understand the value of what's there. In order to love them, you have to know them and understand them. For instance, when a man and a woman start to get together, start to know each other, decide that they want to spend their lives together, this is because they have developed an understanding of who each other is and want to join in a union of marriage. It's the same thing with a nation. You need to understand what it is, what are its values, what are its ideals. And if there's so many people now in our nation because of the public school system and a couple generations of not learning our history, that they don't understand the United States of America and what it is. They're being taught that it's wicked or wrong or bad or racist or bigoted. And yes, we have mistakes in our history. Yes, there are things that we did wrong as a nation in our history. But that doesn't mean that the foundation of our country is somehow bad or immoral. And what's so amazing and unique about the United States is that we are the most free, most prosperous country in the history of the world. And the United States offers freedom to anyone at any level of social economic status, racial status, what family you were born into. None of this matters in America. Everybody starts at the same starting line. I was talking to a high school student last week, and he was saying that he thinks our country's kind of going down the rabbit hole. He doesn't like cancel culture. He thinks that socialism would be better because more people would be under control and you could control the rioting better. I was so sad because this young man is the sum total of what he's been taught in his very short life of 18 years. And to not have been taught about the conflicts down through the centuries and how we ended up with such a beautiful nation founded on an idea of personal liberty, personal sovereignty, the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, the freedom to gather, the freedom to keep and bear arms, all the things that enable an individual to be free. So which really brings me to the Bill of Rights. And the Bill of Rights was formed to enumerate and spell out these individual freedoms that we have been given under the Constitution and give some definition to what these freedoms are. And the First Amendment to the Constitution, well, all the amendments were written to specify in great detail some of the larger principles in the Constitution. The founders didn't want to leave ambiguity on what the Constitution meant. They wanted to clearly spell it out. And the First Amendment is typically referred to the freedom of speech and the freedom of religion amendment. And the freedom of speech is the right to say anything you want, regardless of how wise or how stupid it is, without the fear of criminal punishment. Which means anybody can say anything, whether that that person speaking is wise and in giving truth and knowledge and wisdom in what they're saying, or for all the stupid idiots who want to say something stupid and dumb. That's America. George Orwell, who was an author, George Orwell wrote two books. One was 1984 and one was Animal Farm. 1984 is about the total control of communism in a totalitarian state. And George Orwell, who wrote this book, said, quote, If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. End of quote. It's the right to say that something that might offend someone else because they disagree with it. We need to preserve this 
freedom of speech. We need to keep talking to each other. We need to keep discussing things with each other because when someone is shut down and not able to speak, that slides toward tyranny and toward a dictatorship. George Washington, the first president of our country and who was a general in the Revolutionary War, said, quote, If the freedom of speech is taken away, then dumb and silent we may be led like sheep to the slaughter. End of quote. So he understood that if the freedom of speech is taken away, we're just left quiet and silent, dumb and silent, into the slaughter. We have no way to defend ourselves. We have no starting point in which to disagree and come to a compromise in which to stand up for our rights. Another leader of communism, Joseph Stalin, who was alive from 1879 to 1953, he ruled the Soviet Union from 1927 until 1953 when he died. And he was responsible for killing 30 to 60 million of those Soviet citizens who disagreed with him. He instituted government control over all aspects of Soviet life. He started the secret police, the KGB, that kept citizens under control. And he collectivized farming, which caused a famine that led to 6 to 8 million people dying between 1932 and 1933. He said, Joseph Stalin said, quote, Ideas are more powerful than guns. We would not let our enemies have guns. Why would we let them have ideas? End of quote. So this communist dictator realized that ideas are more powerful than guns. This is the country that shut down any dissident, anybody who would disagree, and he formed the secret police, the KGB, to do so. Earlier in our nation's history, Benjamin Franklin, who was a founding father, he signed the Declaration of Independence, he was part of the Constitutional Convention early in our nation's history. He said, quote, Freedom of speech is a principal pillar of a free government. When this support is taken away, the constitution of a free society is dissolved and tyranny is erected on its ruins, end of quote. So Benjamin Franklin understood that freedom of speech was the main pillar, the main foundational pillar of a free government. And without freedom of speech, the society dissolves into tyranny and there is no more freedom on any level. The First Amendment to the Constitution in the Bill of Rights says, Quote, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. End of quote. So this says Congress shall make no law prohibiting the free exercise of religion or abridging the freedom of speech. So what does abridging mean? Abridging means to diminish or reduce in scope, to minimize. Now, obviously, slander, gossip, and impugning the motives of someone else are still frowned upon by immoral people. But the freedom of speech is not the freedom from speech, or from hearing speech that may be controversial or harsh, And in America, under the First Amendment to the Constitution, we're still allowed to say anything we want to say here in this country, critique and criticize those in government, and to peaceably assemble without fear of facing criminal punishment. Just because it might offend someone is no reason to not say it. 
There are many ideas, many opinions, and points of view that Americans should be able to disagree with, but this doesn't mean that we can't say them. And to fear being silenced or canceled in this attempted cancel culture is shutting down freedom of speech. And calling something disinformation is an attempt to inhibit free speech. And really, it's up to the individual to decipher and discern whether or not what they're hearing is true. As I talked about in an earlier podcast, Where Do You Get Your News and How Do You Know It's the Truth, podcast number 11, it's important in this country to let all the words fly. Let it fly. Let it be said. Let it be mentioned. Let history be taught in its raw, unabridged, unedited version. And it's up to the listener to decide what they want to do with it, and even if they want to listen to whoever is talking or not. One objection I've heard is, well, we need to change history, we need to edit history, we need to fix it, because those people in our country, for instance, like the Founding Fathers owned slaves. Many of the Founding Fathers set their slaves free. But to sanitize history is doing a disservice to those people, because they were making a decision based on the information they had at the time, based on the cultural climate like we are right at this time. And so the hindsight, the 2020 hindsight, the clear vision that we can have here in the future of what they did in our history is really unfair to judge them by that standard because they made decisions in their day based on the information that they had. And many knew that slavery was wrong and they worked to eradicate it, which resulted in the Civil War when Abraham Lincoln was president. We fought the Civil War over slavery. So they founded our nation in 1776, and the Civil War was fought in the 1860s. So it took about, it took about 80 years for this problem to be worked through, wrestled with, and eventually attempted to be solved. But yes, if you read the history of our nation, it is very messy. But that doesn't mean we should change it or eradicate it or not teach it. Like I said, let it fly. Let the words go out there and let each person decide for themselves what they want to do with their knowledge of history. But to try and assure someone that they're not going to hear anything offensive, they're not going to hear anything dangerous, they're not going to hear any inju- about any injustices, they're not going to hear about any of the evils that have happened in this world until now is silly. There's nothing safe about life. And to expect the publicly run colleges and universities to guarantee this ideological safety is foolishness. And to leave it into the hands of those who teach at these leftist colleges and universities, what should and should not be allowed in the areas of ideas, speech, and dialogue is dangerous. Because most of these leftists who teach in the public universities and oversee what goes on on these college campuses have really become guardians of the leftist Marxist socialist ideas that have permeated our education system in the last, I would say, 80 years. Wanting the government to guarantee safety from ideas and free thinking is like asking the fox to guard the hen house. Pretty soon there will be no more chickens in the hen yard. They will be eaten. So I'd like to leave you with an encouragement and a call to action. And I've said this before in my podcasts, it's really important to calmly and rationally, with respect, but yet with conviction and firmness, state your opinion, state the truth. I've seen so many things on social media where a lot of parents are finally showing up at school board meetings 
and asking questions and stating the truth, asking for answers and saying the truth of what's going on and uncovering and revealing what has been going on in the public school system for years. And now parents have finally seen what's going on. Thank you to virtual learning that happened during COVID and seeing that it's time to speak out. It's time to speak up. It's time to be part of the nation that you want. The time for silence and sitting on the sidelines and thinking, oh, somebody else is going to do it are over. And I saw this over and over again when my husband was in Olympia, when he was in the House of Representatives for those 16 years. I think what they did to our state in those 16 years when the Democrats were in control was absolutely appalling. And it made me so angry and how they allowed for all this immoral, gross violations of rights to happen to our state. But I think what was even more shocking to me at that time is nobody came to say anything about it. Nobody showed up to testify against these bills. Or we had a few people once in a while, the same people that would come back over and over again. I can think of three courageous pastors in our state who came over and over again to testify against these horrible things that were happening through the 2000s and the 2000 teens in our state. But really, the gallery was empty most of the time while the floor was in session. And I thought to myself, wow, if people really understood their rights and their freedoms that are being stripped away from them, they would be down here so angry. And I heard another comment. I went to a school board listening session here at the local school district where I live. And um, I was talking to some of the parents who have their kids in the school system. And one of the fathers said, because he'd never been to a school board meeting, never met the school board members. And he said, who goes to these things anyway? And I thought to myself, that is exactly the point. These school board meetings have been going on for decades and nobody shows up. Well, they do now. And I'm so happy for that. This great awakening, as I said in my last podcast, so many people are waking up. So then the mass migration that's happened because people are realizing where are the freedoms? They want to go to the red states if they have a choice because people have woken up. And I am so thankful for that because they are now exercising the First Amendment to the Constitution, their freedom of speech, to say something. Don't be silent. And another secret that was amongst the legislators in Olympia, and something that they lived by, but they would never say out loud is, silence is agreement. So they figured that if the general public remains silent, that they were agreeing with what they were doing. And so many people remain silent thinking, oh, somebody else is going to do it. Somebody else is going to go down there and fight for this. Well, the somebody else has never showed up. And so what I've seen in the last 18 months, almost two years here now, is a great awakening. And I am so encouraged that people are fighting for their nation. People are fighting for the right to free speech, are fighting for the right to accurate history being taught in the public school system, are fighting for their medical freedom to not get an injection that they don't want to get. These are very good things to save our republic. I am so excited to announce that I have my own website now, thetangledangle.com. 
So there you can learn more about me, you can contact me, and please send me your comments. Please send me your questions. And I'm always looking for topic ideas that you would possibly want addressed. So my new website is thetangledangle.com. You can learn about me there. And I'm so excited. I've been working on this for a couple of months, and it is ready. I'd love to hear from you. Please give me some feedback and let me know what you think. You can find me on Facebook at Janice Christensen and on Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram at Janice Christ, J-A-N-I-S-K-R-I-S-T. Janice Christensen.